Welcome to the Honor the Gift Podcast. I am your host, Art McCracken. I specialize in transformational leadership and high-performance coaching. I've worked with hundreds of companies and thousands of individuals along the way, helping them achieve greater outcomes in all aspects of their life. I'm a speaker and writer, but at the end of the day, none of that holds a candle to being a husband, father, and friend. I believe the greatest gift in our mortal existence is the gift of choice. How we honor that gift will shape the eternities. I also believe that career is a way of being and not just a way of life. And when you figure that out, by learning to let go of the charades and leaning into growth, life just seems to unlock itself. I know this because I've lived it. Quite simply, my calling is people experience living true. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the commitment to lean into growth. I honor your journey. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to another weekly episode. This week's topic is decoy strategies. Before we dive in, I owe you a quick update, and then also how that update will kind of parlay into how it applies to the topic and outline of this specific podcast. So last week, talked about uh, closing down the shop and taking a break from social media, but not just to take a break from social media, but to use that time to be very intentional with learning, growth, development, planning for the next season as we get into the, the changing seasons, but really facing a new period of growth and opportunity personally to be more intentional about the outcomes that I seek in my life. Now, great in theory, great idea, uh, something that I will continue to challenge myself with. That being said, the no social, easy deal, not hard at all. The intentional reallocation of time, however, it got worse and worse as the week went on. It's on me. Really what it was is I absorbed that time and the replacement tactics or the replacement strategies to use that wisely, I failed at that. And in failing at that, I also learned significantly in that process that the work that's required of intentionality, the work that's required to take time and reallocate it without allowing it to be absorbed by something else, less important or more savory, is a skill that must be practiced and developed. So with that being said, we're going to dive in today's topic Topic is decoy strategies. I'll talk about that here in a minute and define that for you. But I'd like to start with sharing with you my learnings and really some re restatements from one of the great orators of our time and researchers, Brene Brown. She shares in one of her famous TED Talks from March of 2012, a talk titled Listening to Shame. She quoted a famous snippet commonly known as The Man in the Arena, and it's found on page 7 of Teddy Roosevelt's 35-page speech titled Citizenship in a Republic, where he speaks to the attributes and the qualities of somebody that's creating and contributing to society. In his speech, delivered in 1910 in Sorbonne, France, this is the famous snippet that gets quoted often from this speech, but it was one that Brene Brown shared in her TED Talk. So I'll go through it real quick, and then we'll come back and hit it again. 
It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how strong, how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. As Brene shared this, she mentioned that in her research, and as she was reading and and diving into this, this piece of Teddy Roosevelt's speech, that there were three profound insights that she shared, and she described the outcome of those insights as freeing in her life. These were the three insights that she shared. Vulnerability is not about winning or losing. It's about showing up and being seen. The second lesson that she learned or the insight that she had was, this is who I want to be. I want to create I want to make things that didn't exist before I touched them. I want to show up and be seen in my work and in my life. And if you're going to show up and be seen, there's only one guarantee, and that is that you will get your butt kicked. That's the guarantee, especially if you have committed to creating in your life that you'll get your butt kicked. She went on to say, we must decide for ourselves if that courage is a value that we hold, then this is a consequence and we can't avoid it. The third thing she learned for herself and that became quite freeing for her is that if you're not in the arena also getting your butt kicked, then I'm not interested in your feedback, period. So if you haven't yet listened to her speech, you can either Google listening to shame for the full version or you can Google man in the arena, Brene Brown, for the specific section that I referenced here. Now, on the topic of character... A life well-lived and one of resonance will undoubtedly be fraught with the hard stuff. The unsightly cracks and the holes in our character will be exposed whether it's invited or not. And when you face those moments, how will you respond with a path that's consistent with new development? How will you respond with intentionality and commitment and accountability around the hard things that create the great results? Here's an interesting example. I heard somebody say recently in counsel to one of their peers, wanting to become a great leader within their organization. He stated, you want to learn how to lead, but yet you can't even follow. When I heard that, it resonated with me in a way that I reflected on the things that I want in life, the aspirations that I have, the places that I'm trying to go, dovetails into what Dr. Brown shared, passage from Teddy Roosevelt's speech, am I in the arena? Am I doing the work to competently say, whether I fail or succeed, that I'm intentional and in process moving towards a greater tomorrow? For most of us, these moments that challenge us, challenge our courage, and question our contribution and our existence When we're faced with those moments, we will run as fast as we can to avoid the pain of change. Even in times of reflection and new insight, 
with a claim to what should and must be done to produce, or rather create, as Dr. Brown so eloquently put it, we will actively engage in something so non-related to that clear path, and will justify its existence, and will celebrate it, and will continue to engage. Some call it procrastination. Sometimes procrastination is just not doing anything not even replacing time that should be spent on growth and development or completion of something. But some call it procrastination. I believe that's a term that's become generally accepted as a valid excuse for non-creation and lack of accountability. Make no mistake, it is by choice and one we make readily and often. I like to call these actions decoy strategies. Decoy strategies, intentional in every sense of the word, subconscious at best. They are easy and satisfying at first, but they will eat your lunch and pull you entirely out of the game faster than you can blink. Decoy strategies are intentional tactics, intentional efforts, intentional measures, intentional behavior or quests, if you will, to avoid that which must be done. Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. If growth, personal growth and development is your thing and you're here learning and leaning into growth, glad you're here, glad you're part of the community. If you want more of this, make sure and hit subscribe in this podcast platform or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Search for Honor the Gift Podcast. And make sure and subscribe so that it shows up each week with new updates, new conversations, new learning, new ideas and concepts, again, to help us all in this journey we call growth and how we make it through life and the way that we show up for others. Also, if you are looking for more information, deeper dives into some of these conversations, and just an update to stay in the loop, you can always go to choiceisthegift.com and click on subscribe where you'll be uh, so in the loop essence, on things that are upcoming we gain and more updates and we on this podcast. Again, thank you for being here. Now let's get back to the episode. The path of least resistance is the intentional choice to do the exact opposite. Decoy strategies, what it is, and more importantly, what they represent. Fear abatement. They're familiar. It's procrastinated and complicated confidence. It's making and breaking commitments. You know, when it comes to social media, it isn't necessarily for the social that we're there, although sometimes I think we have social engagement and we certainly can converse and and dive into what's happening in other people's lives. We can get into comparison. There's so many things that happen in that social arena. However, more often than not, I believe that our quest or our time spent on social media is typically a decoy strategy. It's a way to avoid the necessity of what must be done. What we might tell ourselves to justify our existence there, I think you can come up with whatever reasons and justification that you feel allows for you to spend time and purposefully spend energy there. I'm not debating that all social media is bad. I think it certainly has its fit and form for communication and engagement and development of relationship and opportunities for growth, opportunities for change, 
However, you and only you know when and if it becomes a decoy strategy in your life. So that begs the question, what are we saying yes to? And more importantly, what are we saying no to? As I learned this last week, I decided to say no to time spent on social media. And I decided to say yes to reallocating that time and personal growth and development. What do we say no to? What do we say yes to? And the things that we say no to oftentimes, again, are we going to meet that and follow it up with replacement or solidification and new foundation? Here's a couple of hacks. A project or a habit hack, we can use what's referred to as Parkinson's law. Parkinson's law is basically the law that defines we will, when we shrink time, we shorten a due date, we shorten uh, a time that a project must a project must be completed in. The shorter the time frame, the more compressed, the more intentional, the more focused our actions become to hit that deadline. If the deadline or timeline for completion becomes too vague and too lengthy, our efforts diminish, and we fill that time with other things, but we typically won't spend time intentional in that full window. I know that's kind of all over the place, but again, the project or habit hack would be apply Parkinson's law to allow for a compression of time to produce a greater result. Now, a life hack when it comes to confidence and how it comes back to this whole concept that we're talking about today of decoy strategies being the act of avoiding what absolutely must be done and the great lengths we go to do that, the life hack, if we want confidence, confidence is a direct result of making and keeping commitments to yourself and others. Learn this, live it, and teach it from the arena. As I reread Teddy Roosevelt's speech in its entirety, a few passages stood out to me as well as what Dr. Brown shared. The first one was, and I quote, the conditions accentuate vices and virtues, energy and ruthlessness, all the good qualities and all of the defects of an intense individualism, self-reliant, self-centered, far more conscious of its rights than of its duties, and a blind to its own shortcomings. These conditions that he talks about we have conditions today. We have environmental conditions. We have social conditions, emotional conditions, community conditions, physical conditions. That these conditions that we experience sometimes will accentuate conditions in, in high success, conditions, conditions in low success. The conditions accentuate the vices and virtues, the energy and the ruthlessness all the good qualities and all the defects of an intense individualism striving to do more, self-reliant, self-centered, far more conscious of its rights than its duties. And the difference in rights and duties, duties become necessities. Rights are entitlement, aspiration. So I love that section of his speech. One other section that really stood out to me, uh, this was the the line from the speech said, if the failure is due to the deliberate and willful fault, then it's not merely a misfortune. It is one of those crimes of ease and self-indulgence, of shrinking from pain and effort and risk. 
which in the long run, nature punishes more heavily than any other. As we think about that, if the failure is due to deliberate and willful fault, I believe decoy strategies certainly falls into that. Then it's not misfortune, but that is actually one of the crimes of ease and self-indulgence, of shrinking from the pain and effort and risk, which in the long run, as he describes, nature punishes more heavily than any other. When we make and break a commitment, those decisions haunt us. Those decisions impact our confidence. Those decisions impact our ability to be of value in our own lives and in the lives of someone else. So, in closing, I wish to share that most famous passage once again with an invitation to really think about where and who you are as it pertains. From Teddy Roosevelt's 1910 speech titled Citizenship in a Republic. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Are you in the arena, or are you on the sidelines? Who are you taking advice from, and who are you foolishly giving credence to? In what ways are decoy strategies part of your normal operating rhythm? Remember that growth is always a choice. Until next week, my friends, make it a great one. And remember to always honor God.